This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel from BetQL. Our thanks to Ross Tucker for joining us, talking a little NFL. And, 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 and Jeremy, we need to expand a little bit on this food thing. Okay, We're mm-hmm. going to get into some college uh, football here, but there are some things that need to be stated, and we just didn't have enough uh, time with uh, our man Ross Tucker. First of all, um, I, I'm Cuban, so Christmas Eve is our night tonight. This this is the big, you know, tomorrow is the so I'm Cuban. Christmas Eve is my family. Christmas Day is her family. That's that's the way we do it. And it's not ham. It's not turkey. It is pork. It is pig. You have a pig roast for the Cubans. We have something oh, nice. called like a hachina where you roast the pig. That's what we need to do. And I and I do not eat ham. I do not eat ham at all. No, no nothing religious. Nothing like that. I just my mother. God rest her soul. I I had I had the only. Cuban woman who didn't like to cook. And that woman made me a ham sandwich with mayonnaise every day for lunch for grade school. Not a piece of cheese, not a tomato, not a piece of lettuce, ham and mayonnaise on white bread. Don't eat mayo, don't eat ham. So when I when I have people say, oh, we had some ham and honey blake ham, I'm like, Ugh. You know what's funny for me is like I literally try everything, um, whether it's right. – I don't care food related, drinking related. Like you're like, hey, try this. This tastes terrible. I'm like, all right, give it to me, and I'll take a sip of it. Uh, I it, I try everything. Like my friends and I force each other to drink awful alcohol, which I know we got some guys back in Chicago. We drink Malort here, like it's going out of style, and it's why do we hate ourselves? Um, so, but the the funny thing is with food, like I keep trying everything, and there's certain things I want to like, and the one thing that I've always wanted to like was sushi. Seems like such a cool experience going out with friends, ordering a couple rolls, sharing, you know, having a couple there drinks. Is. I've tried it 10 times, and every time I start dry heaving at the table, it does not work for me. And I don't know why. I can't do sushi. Do you eat the sashimi or do you eat it with the rice? Or I've tried everything. I've tried it all. My wife and I went out for our anniversary down to Virginia at this wonderful tasting menu, and they brought out sashimi. And they had like all the, and I said, what's the most mild type of fish you have? And the woman said, oh, this is the one you want to try. She's like, you don't even need soy sauce. So I take it and slather that SOB in some soy sauce, throw it in, right back up. It just, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. You and me, my, my, my I told you before we started, my daughter's moving up to the, to, to the Baltimore area. Yeah, I'm going to find you. We're going to get ourselves some grilled octopus. Okay. I, I've had octopus. All right. We're going to get some grilled octopus. You know, maybe you know, go down to the Camden Yards area with with some with some crab cakes. Now we're talking. Now I'm getting hey, hungry. If I like you, I'll give you the nickel tour of the city. If I don't, I'll give you the tour of where the wire was filmed. So um, oh, either way, good. it works. <laughs> good. I, clear, clearly, I'm in. Clearly, I'm in. Hey, we'll head over to Amsterdam. Yeah, see everything. I wanted to put a button on the NFL games before we get to college football. It's two games we didn't talk about, and when you hear the games, you'll you'll understand why. Uh, it's Bears and Seahawks. Uh, Bears getting six and a half, 42 and a half is the over-under on that game. I think it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's flying out to Seattle. Neither team's got much to play for. I think Seattle wins that game, and maybe they'll leave Nagy out in, in Seattle and have him walk home or something. You know? I'm almost happy we didn't talk about this game because I would like to pick up that game and throw it in the trash. I don't like, there's nothing I like about this game. There's not a side. There's not a total that I have a lean to. If anybody's watched Seattle play, uh, they couldn't wait to get Russell Wilson back. And the offense has looked every game. Three quarters looks terrible. One quarter, like where was this the previous three quarters with the bears? We brought them up. 
hey, we're in the red zone. What do we do? Do we get a penalty here? Do we uh, throw an interception, fumble the ball, miss a field goal? What, what, what? Every time they get in the red zone, they somehow screw it up. And with these teams, maybe that's something you look at and say, hey, the under might be a nice play. But could this be the week where they finally figured out offensively? So I don't like the game. It's probably my least favorite game on the board. Yeah. And then finally, Lions and Falcons. Oh, my. Uh, Lions plus six, 42 and a half. I, I, all year I've been going with the Lions. Whatever it is, I'll take the Lions plus the six. Why not? I see, like and, I'm, I, and I can see that, too. I'm on the other side of it where I like Atlanta. And two things to point out. Um you know, the, the Lions, it, favorable matchups all over the board for the Atlanta Falcons from an offensive standpoint. But the way to attack the Atlanta Falcons is with your running backs, especially out of the backfield, which is why I'm very curious. They're saying DeAndre Swift might give it a go, and, and he and, um, you know, Williams there, Jamal Williams, that, that could be a one-two combo where go look at the numbers because this is something I go over every Sunday. You want to play a prop bet? Take the opposing running backs' receptions out of the backfield as long as it's not a – you know, uh, a combined group back there where there's like San Francisco uses three different running backs or they throw Debo Samuel back there. If you have a feature back going up against the Falcons, play him, play him all the time because they are so bad against running backs out of the backfield and they give up yards on the ground. So um, if you have any hopes of the line staying in it, I think it could be because of that, but I really do like the Falcons minus the points. Yeah. And by the way, I owe everybody in the production side a, a shot and, and, and a fine for me because we were supposed to talk college football, hence college football bullshit, and I started talking about it. We'll get into that. Yeah. Let's talk a little college football now, all right? Well, let's preview, preview the games. Um, the Hawaii Bowl got canceled. The Hawaii, no Hawaii, so no Hawaii Bowl, right? That's that's how it is. That was supposed to be tonight. Tomorrow we got the, the Camellia Bowl, sure, in Montgomery, Alabama. You got Ball State and Georgia State. What – Talk, talk, talk to me about, Jeremy, what are you looking forward this weekend bowl-wise? Well, this weekend, I, I love Western Michigan against Nevada. Uh, they're favoring that game. Uh, you might find it around six. I've seen some six-and-a-halves, and we'll have to see if it goes higher. And, again, I tell everybody this. When it comes to the, the games nowadays, I would wait until you're sure of who's in the game and who's out after the testing happens because the lines clearly can move. We saw that happen. Ironically, it worked out with the Missouri Army game where Missouri, uh, and this wasn't even COVID, this was guys just skipping the bowl game, and then the line jumped three points. Missouri found a way to lose, but they did cover that game. Um, but what's coming up, like, there, there's a bunch of games I really like. Ironically, I like Maryland um, in their bowl game against Virginia Tech, and that jumped two and a half points. Um, I like Houston over Auburn, Mississippi State, Texas Tech under. But my two favorite bowl games, I told you one earlier, Ohio State uh, is taking on Utah. I don't think Ohio State cares about being in this game, and I think Utah would love nothing more to come in and show them up. Uh, it's that mindset of we didn't make it in the Final Four. We're playing in this meaningless bowl game. I think Utah comes in and wins outright. You can keep your six and a half points. I think they, they win this game. And the other one, and I've been saying, I think this is the biggest mismatch and where people will overvalue Michigan's hot ride towards the end of the season. Georgia was still, in my mind, the best team in college football. They lost a game late. That's the only difference. They played the other really good team in college football in Alabama. And I understand what's going on with the quarterback situation. I don't care. They have two quarterbacks. You can ride one of them, take them out there. It's more about the running game and the defense. I think Georgia runs rough shot over Michigan. Uh, they're minus seven and a half. I think they win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I, and the game that I'm really looking forward to is NC State-UCLA. I mean, you know, down here in Miami, we saw a lot of NC State uh, conference play. I think NC State was one of the low-key 
better teams in the conference. And UCLA, you know, is this going to be it for Chip Kelly? Is he, is he going to go? This, that, and the other. I like the points in that game. It's uh, on FanDuel. You can find it at uh, 59 and a half. I think they might have that at halftime. I think we're going to see a lot of points in that game. So I'm going to go in. And, and the one thing I always like to do, you know, when you have these office pools or wherever, I, I bet the over – on everything in college <laughs> because, because I mean half the time you don't know how half these teams are but I'm going to bet the over and all this stuff and we do have some news apparently Rutgers is going to replace Texas A&M uh, in the Gator Bowl so oh, Rutgers sorry. will now play Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl do with that with what you can I mean I mean for for these purposes, you know, again, we, we talked about this, Jeremy. There are guys that don't want to be there because, you know what, you don't want to get hurt in a bowl game, you know, before you go pro or before you have your pro day, or, especially if you're not a, a top-notch talent. Um, should, should we be having all these bowl games? I mean, should we just go right to the playoff and that's it? I mean, I know as, as gamblers, we want something to bet on. But at some point, I mean, do we really need the Camellia Bowl in our lives? So, for well – I would say this much because I do think it means more to those players that get to go experience sure. this and sure. play in it. Uh, and it means more to me as a degenerate because it gives me something to bet on. So you can always change the channel and watch something else, and, and mm-hmm. that's fine by me. But for, for my preference, I love the bowl games. The bowl season is one of my favorite times of year, knowing that on most days that I'm going to have one or two games to watch. And then when we get to the big days like New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we have a full slate, including some of the more important games. The one thing I've never understood, though, is there's always that one game after all the big games, like shouldn't the championship game be the last game? Shouldn't and they kind of the game. <laughs> it's like it's like here's the championship game. Now watch Southern Miss. It's like what what is this? <laughs> what happened here? But uh, no. But I I just look at these games and I think there's inherent value um, in in seeing the coaches that do a phenomenal job watching these kids play, getting extra time, being on that stage, getting to experience it. National television, which a lot of them don't get to play on, um, outside of maybe an occasional. Wednesday night, Friday night, if they're lucky. Because when you go to – we brought up Uwe Pui. Let me give you my favorite uh, college football team, Ooh La La. That would be Louisiana Lafayette. Um, you know, like teams like that, getting a chance to see them and showcase. And there is talent that comes from these schools and ends up going to play on in the NFL level. So that's a fun aspect of it that I, that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I think it, it means a lot. You're absolutely right. It means a lot for these, for these kids who, who, again, may, may never see it down uh, on an NFL field. Uh, and get to get to play in these games and you get these cool little trips. You know, you go down to Montgomery, Alabama or wherever it is, you know, Shreve, Louisiana. And here you are. For a so let, 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 let's check in on, on the big ones, on the big playoff games. You know, you, you, you mentioned you think Alabama is going to ru- run roughshod over, over, over Alabama. Or, I mean, Alabama is going to rush over Michigan. Um, or Georgia over Michigan. Did they get Michigan. it right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, did, just, did, they get it, did they get it right? Um, I think so this year because to me, all right, so if we look at the way things broke down, all right, you can you take in the records, who you've played, everything, all those things considered. I think it's Alabama and Georgia and everybody else. And I think this is the perfect year for a team like Cincinnati that went undefeated to get in because truth be told, like with all due respect to Ohio State, who I think is a really good team, and I would have rather seen them in because I think they would pose a bigger threat to some of these other teams. Um, but, but that being said, they didn't make it in. Michigan State, I thought, was a fraud for most of the year. I, I, they were finding ways to win, and maybe fraudulent is the wrong word to use. I just never believed in them. And Michigan has played down to the level of their opponent. We've seen them give up points. They have some phenomenal players, including a top-five pick, maybe even the number-one overall pick when all said and done in the NFL draft. 
But Georgia's defense was so outrageously good except for one game. I think people are forgetting that. And I think they come in and shut down Michigan's offense. To like, And, and I love what Harbaugh's done, by the way. Jim Harbaugh got all of his players down there and said, everybody's quarantining. I don't want anybody getting removed from this game. We got a, a championship at hand. So if you guys have to stay in your hotel rooms, you stay in your hotel rooms for a week. We're not having any type of outbreak here as much as we can kind of lock it down. I don't think it matters. And on the flip side with Bama and Cincinnati, I like Cincinnati plus the points. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it within two touchdowns. Yeah, well, the line right now is Cincinnati's getting 13.5 points. Over-under is 57.5, while Michigan is getting 7.5 against Georgia. Over-under is 45. For for, for Jim Harbaugh, I mean, you know, we, we always talked about how you know, how in the world is this guy not not necessarily how, how he keeps his job because he, he's always getting to those points, but he could never win the big game. Yeah. He, now all of a sudden he finally does. He gets over the hump. It, do you believe in Harbaugh? Do you believe in what he's got going on there? I think they're both good coaches um, for different sure. reasons. Like both of the guys, if you listen to him, like especially here, we, we've gotten very familiar with John Harbaugh in Baltimore. He's been here for a long period of time. Um I think he's a great leader of men. Sometimes I question the X and O's aspect of it, but usually he surrounds himself with good offensive and defensive coordinators. It's just my opinion. Uh, and and I think you know him coaching a team, uh, he's a very good guy for that position, being the head coach, making those decisions. He listens to his players. Just I this last game asked him, do you want to go yeah. for two or do you want to go to overtime? And they all said go for two. Some people didn't like that. He didn't like that the, the audio leaked out. And his brother's the same way. I remember John telling me a story about Jim uh, throwing a baseball, there was <laughs> there was a girl that was on the baseball team when they were in Little League, and he had to face her, and he ends up hitting her with the baseball, and then everybody's mad at him, wanting to fight him, and then they go, what did you do that for? She was crowding the plate. He is the ultimate competitor, It and it wasn't a sexist thing. He's like, look, she's going to play baseball. I'm going to throw inside, and one gets away from him, but I think they're both the same way. They want to win every game. Harbaugh's been highly criticized, Jim, that is, because he couldn't beat Ohio State. He finally gets over that hump. I just think he's running into an absolute buzzsaw in Georgia who was disappointed in how they played against Bama, and it shows out this week or next week. It's funny. In in, in Miami, you know, uh, you got Stephen Ross, who owns the Dolphins, was he's been so high on Jim Harbaugh. There's been so many rumors about Jim Harbaugh leaving college and coming here. It, it seems like he has found his niche in college while John found his niche in the pros. Do you think he could ever be a pro coach? I mean, we saw Urban Meyer was a catastrophic failure. Do you think that he that's his lane, college? And that's not a bad thing. Some guys are better at it, but Jim, you know, he went to the 49ers and had success there, went to the Super Bowl and lost, but um, yeah. but then flamed out. So maybe he comes back. There's only We've seen a lot of college coaches fail at the NFL level, though. I mean, it's been – like even do I think um, Nick Saban would be a great uh, NFL coach? Sure, I do. It didn't work out in Miami, but ultimately that had a lot to do with making the decision of passing on Drew Brees. Maybe things would have been different had they not. Crazy stuff. I mean, again, such such success in the pros, such success in college. You almost wonder what's best for them and whether there's ego and there's money and there's power involved. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Hey, let's take a break. Going to wrap things up. Lightning bets, who we like tonight, who we like this weekend, much more for you. We'll be back. It's BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sports.
What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, wishing you a happy and safe holiday season. Watch and listen to the BetQL Network on the free Odyssey app, where you're home for wagertainment.